Hello, Hawk fans. Thanks for tuning in. We got a special edition this week, an Atlantic 10 Baseball Championship edition of the podcast. We're going to talk to St. Joseph's head coach Fritz Hamburg in just a little bit. But first, we've got a member of the 2023 Atlantic 10 Baseball Regular Season Champions, a veteran of the squad on the mound when the Hawks finished off their first conference title as members of the Atlantic 10 and their first in 49 years in any conference. We've got Luke Zimmerman with us. Luke, thanks for joining us. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. Congratulations. A tremendous achievement for you and the rest of the squad. Yeah, it's awesome. It's kind of settling now, but it's definitely a good feeling. You know, it, it, it's obviously there's a tournament to come. There's still work to do, but you know, a regular season title can often be more difficult to win than instead of getting hot for a week, you've got to be strong and consistent over the course of an entire season. And and this year the Hawks had some ups and downs. Started out with a, a series at Duke, and uh, Duke's had a pretty good season, and you guys took one of three down there. Uh, struggled a little bit to get back to 500, and then there was a spot in the year where you guys had a tough week, went to St. Louis, got swept, and ever since then it's almost like a, a switch flipped. What do you think was the the biggest key in you know putting that series that that start behind you and saying all right it's time to go we're 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 gonna we're gonna get moving now and and obviously you've done it so what was the the key to that? Uh yeah I think definitely struggling earlier in the year for us was tough I mean we know what we're up against when we're playing against schools like Duke Notre Dame and like some of the bigger schools like that so all you really want to do against those guys is kind of just go in there and compete. And, I mean, I thought we did a pretty good job of competing with those bigger schools. Like, we played Duke earlier in the year, like you said, Notre Dame. But especially early in conference play when it comes to that, we knew going going into the St. Louis weekend that we were the top two teams in the conference at the time. And it was a little tougher for us, obviously, flying out to St. Louis. It's the farthest team away. And a flight's not usually a thing that we do. So we had to adapt. I mean, obviously, we're bringing less guys, too. If you're flying so you don't have the whole team with you, it's tough. But, I mean, going into it, like, we knew, we knew we had to win the games. But once we got there, I mean, the weather, we were used to playing in the warmer weather. And then that weekend, it chilled up on us a little bit. The wind was blowing in, which kind of plays against our offensive right. strategy. You know, <laughs> we put the ball in the air. We hit home runs. I think we broke the record for home runs again this year after we set it last year. So it was a little tougher for us. I mean, losing the three games was obviously tough, but we knew we had a ton of games left in the conference play. So, I mean, we couldn't hang our heads on it. We know if we play our game, then we'll be fine the rest of the way. You went 13-2 and over the last five weeks of the conference season, including a 9-0 and mark at home. Maybe the answer was coming home for the next two weeks, but what was the biggest part about that stretch where, you know, you guys were able to just kind of take off and, and pile up the wins? Yeah, I mean, I think once we started getting rolling, obviously our confidence was built up a lot. I mean, the way we were scoring runs, the way our guys started stepping up on the mound, I mean, we were pretty confident all around with our ability. So we know if we played our game and we kept rolling, then no one was going to beat us. When did you guys realize that that first place was, was in reach? Obviously, the first goal is qualify for the postseason. And then last week against Rhode Island, three-game sweep, that middle game, the Hawks clinch a postseason berth. When did first place become a, I don't want to say a reality, but when did you first start to think, you know what, we keep doing what we're doing and we're going to end up on top? 
Uh, I mean, it was always in the back of our minds. We knew we were up there and competing for it, but it didn't really set in until later for us since we always knew Davidson. So that that's what happened is Davidson ended up playing one less game than us. So even though we had the same amount of losses – or no, what was it? They had one more – one less loss than us because they had played one less game. But we had the same amount of wins. So, I mean, it didn't really set in until later, like I said, because we knew going into the last weekend – it wasn't really completely in our control. We need Davidson to lose a game and us to win out. And once they lost that first game and we took the first one, it was kind of back in our control. And we were like, all right, game on from there. The second game in the series, heartbreaker in the ninth inning. Obviously, you guys bounced back in a big way. W- was there a lot of, I want to say, were their heads hanging? Was there a lot of like, all right, let's just, you know, Let's just get it back and go tomorrow, or was it just all right? You know what? You know, so be it. We lost the game. We still got another chance. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely tough in the moment, especially coming down to that last, the last out, the last strike. All the guys were excited, ready to go, and then to lose like that. I mean, the kid just pokes one through right over our second baseman's head. I mean, it's definitely stung for a little bit, but I mean, we knew with Davidson losing again, that if we come back to the park tomorrow and we win, I mean, we went out. So we, I mean, obviously it hurt for a little bit, but we didn't really hang our heads on it for too long. Mentioned you being a veteran of the team, a number of veterans on the squad. Does that really help with that mindset? Like, you know, you've been through some ups and downs, you've been through some battles, you've played in the postseason. Does that help with the, all right, you know, be upset about it for five minutes and then get ready for a game tomorrow mindset? Yeah, for sure. I mean, with a bunch of older guys, we kind of know how the season works. I mean, it's a long season. There's a ton of games. I know we're getting down to like the back stretch of things here, but if you hold your head on one thing and take it with you for the rest of the season, it's just going to make you worse and worse instead of just shaking it off and coming to the park the next day ready to go. They do say it's it's the best thing about baseball and the worst thing sometimes is there's always another game tomorrow. <laughs> so talk about you for a second. In 2021, you guys had a big four-game series sweep at the end of the year to get into the tournament, knocked Mm -hmm. out LaSalle, and you were on the mound. You came in and closed out that last game. I believe it might have been your first save attempt in college, and you came on and you finished off that game. And then last week against Rhode Island, you came in and you finished off the game where the Hawks clinched another postseason berth. So then, of course, on Saturday, with the regular season title three outs away, who does Coach Hamburg call on? He brings in Luke Zimmerman. Did you call on those previous experiences when, when you were on the mound in those spots? Because, you know, even if you have, you know, against Rhode Island, against Rhode Mason, a nice size lead, but those three outs are always the hardest ones to get. And so do you call on that experience to, to, to focus and say, you know, I've been here before, I've done this before, there's a reason I'm out here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, one of the things all the pitchers always talk about in the bullpen is the toughest time to pitch is when you have a big lead because you yeah. kind of go a little bit too comfortable, you know, knowing like you could – maybe let up a hit, a walk here and there and be all right. But in the back of your mind, you know, you still always have that lead. But now definitely going into the last inning, I mean, I think the, uh, those are obviously the times you you live for. That's what you want to play for, like the big moment, getting the big out at the right time. So I think having the experience, I mean, obviously I've pitched a decent amount in my career here. And just being comfortable on the mound, like as the season goes on, it's just going in there and knowing what I can do and being all right and getting the job done. What do you think is the biggest reason that you've been able to be successful in those spots? Is it, you know, is it strike throwing? Is it the kind of pitches you throw? Is it your experience? Yeah, I mean, honestly, what I think helps me the most is I'm a pretty, pretty laid back guy, pretty cool guy. So I'm not, I'm not getting all worked up. I mean, I'm pretty 
I don't really react much on the mound. I kind of have a cool demeanor, I guess you could say. So in the moment, like, I'm not really thinking. Of, obviously, I'm thinking about the moment, but it's not really affecting me. You know, I'm not getting nervous. I'm not sweating. I'm not shaking. Like, I'm just going in there just like it's every other outing, you know? It's a big spot call on Cool Hand Luke Zimmerman to come on in. So what do you think it is about this team in general that, that allowed you guys to finish atop the standings? Like I said in the intro, it's the first time since the Hawks joined the Atlantic 10 40 years ago. 1974 is the last time that the teams won any sort of conference title. What is it about this year's group that sets it apart, maybe from some of the other teams that you've been on that have been pretty good? I mean, yeah, especially coming from the team we had last year where we had guys like Huey, Cassetti, like guys like that where we had a ton of talent. We just couldn't get the job done. We knew this year that coming into it, losing in the tournament last year kind of left a bad taste in our mouth. But one thing I have to say about this year's team is, like, these guys work. No matter what, a day off, if you go out onto the field on a Monday, which is our off day, there's a ton of guys out there throwing, hitting, like getting work in. So everyone wants to win. Everyone's on the same page, and that's what's really helped us so far this year. Seems like this team has had a bit of a resilience that uh, other teams have had, but maybe maybe not quite in as, as big a dose as this one has. You know, you, you see big leads, and, and or, or you get behind big, and the team – comes back i'm thinking of the old dominion series a couple of tough games to start it then the last day i think old dominion has like a 10 run first inning and you guys come all the way back and almost tie that game kind of a maybe a portent of things to come with with the resilience and guts that the hawks have shown this year yeah no i mean that's one of the things i think that definitely keeps us confident throughout the game no matter what the score is is the way we can offense i mean we could put runs up in a hurry. I mean, you've seen it. We can put seven, eight runs up back-to-back innings, and the way we swing the bat is definitely an advantage. So, I mean, with that in the back of our mind, I mean, you guys, like I said before, we broke the home run record, so we could change the game with one swing of a bat, and it really comes from anywhere in the lineup. It's not just like those middle-of-the-order guys that could put it out of the park. Heading into the tournament, what do you think is the most important thing that the Hawks need to do? Is it is it something specific on the field, hitting, pitching, et cetera? Or is it just maybe a mindset of keeping on, keeping on? Yeah, I don't think there's anything specific, really. I know Coach Wheeler, one of the things we always talk about is kind of playing our game. And if we play our game, then we have to make them beat us instead of us going to try and beat them, you know what I mean? So, I mean, we go into every game believing that we're better than the team we're facing, and if they have to play the perfect game to beat us. That's what we always talk about. So if we kind of play our game and don't think about other little things, and they have to beat us. We don't have to beat them. And right now, whatever you guys have done all year has worked better than what everyone else has done. Your regular season champs, there's a trophy coming, and I know you guys are looking for another one next week. Luke, thanks for joining us. Congratulations, and good luck in the tournament starting Wednesday. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. That was Luke Zimmerman from St. Joseph's Baseball. We'll be back with head coach Fritz Hamburg right after this. You can support St. Joseph's Athletics by making a tax-deductible gift to the Hawk Athletic Club. These gifts are essential to providing student-athletes with the resources to excel in the classroom, in the community, and in competition. Make an impact on St. Joseph's Athletics by visiting sjuhawks.com HAC and donating to the Hawk Athletic Club today. Today's show is brought to you by Mainline Health. Four suburban hospitals, four top regional rankings, and a proud sponsor of the St. Joseph's Hawks. For award-winning human care, visit MainlineHealth.org. The Kettle Club Podcast Network is brought to you by Rothman Orthopedics. Rothman Orthopedics, 
the official team physicians of your St. Joseph's Hawks, provides the region with unmatched orthopedic care. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit www.rothmanortho.com. For orthopedic excellence, think Rothman first. And also by Univest. Handle all your banking remotely with the Univest mobile platform. Easy, convenient, and secure because life needs a little more wow. Live life, stay connected with Univest. Univest Bank and Trust Company, member FDIC. All right, we're back. We've got St. Joseph's baseball head coach Fritz Hamburg with us. Coach, first of all, congratulations on the program's first ever Atlantic 10 regular season championship. Thank you, Joe. It's a very exciting time and uh, just so proud of the players and uh, our coaching staff. And it's been, it's been a very fun ride. Most rides have ups and downs and every season is the same way. And you guys, you started out down at Duke and fast forward three months and, and you see where Duke is, you know, in the national rankings, the kind of season they've had. When, when you go down and you play a team like that, I know it's the first games of the year, but do you get an inkling that maybe, you know, based on how your team competes against a group like that, you had one bad game and otherwise, you know, you split the next two very close games. Do you get an idea that, you know, hey, maybe this is a team that, that's putting it together already? I, I don't think that early, but I do think that uh, those two games after coming off the 16 nothing loss in the, on the opening day, I think said it started to say uh, a little bit about their resolve, and I think it kind of opened their eyes that, hey, you know what, this will help us navigate through the season. And I can tell you that they have looked back at that series and followed Duke as to what they the success they've had. And I think, if anything, it gives them the confidence that there's no reason why we can't compete at that level. And um, so th- having opportunities to play good programs, uh, and, and certainly Duke is one of them, um, you know, it's when you beat a team like that, it can really – it can really uh, springboard you and and give you some momentum and lift and also too some reflection that hey we're we're, we're a good club uh, in times of of struggle. Speaking of times of struggle, it seemed like every time the Hawks got close to five hundred, right within a game, they they, they they would suffer a little bit of a setback. Four and one start to conference play, loss at home to VCU, the only loss at home in conference play came during that first home series. Then. A little bit of a hiccup, a tough trip to St. Louis. After that, it was almost like a switch flipped. And it came home, sweeps of UMass and Fordham. There was a stretch where you won nine out of ten games and the other one was a tie. What was it that, that made the group kind of we're talking about coming together and, and and having you know having that tough stretch and being able to put it aside and say, All right, it's time to go. I, I honestly think it was just how we looked at uh, the St. Louis trip. Um, it was a really odd weekend, not to take anything away from St. Louis, but it felt like the baseball gods were doing everything to make it impossible for us to win. And I think we recognized that. And St. Louis got, you know, a t- it just was one of those weekends. I mean, you have games like that that you know, like, hey, you know what? We're, we're hammering balls right at people and they're flaring and finding holes and balls with eyes and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, St. Louis certainly did some good things, but I, I don't think we walked out of there feeling like, you know, we can't compete with this group. And I think it was just that there was a, a very quiet confidence that, hey, we're, 
we're fine. We're going to get this turned around. And, um, you know, we came back home. It was great to be home the next two weekends. I think that really helped us uh, to get on, get on a, a streak and get some rhythm and momentum going. And, you know, that and we took off from there. Took off to the tune of 13 and two over the last five series. At what point did you start to think that finishing in first was a real possibility and maybe a goal to, to work toward? Obviously you're working towards that goal all year long, but specifically, you know, you get to a point in the year where you're like, Hey, this is a thing that, that we can do. What, what was it that, that, that first kind of brought that around? I honestly think the difference was we didn't talk about it. Um, I think we just played each day. We talked about being in the present and, and just embracing the opportunity that we had, you know, each and every day. And it wasn't like we were, we were chasing anything. It was, you know, as they say, you know, respect the process, enjoy the journey. And I think they did, they did both of that. And then obviously we, we have enjoyed this journey and, and there have been, one thing I will tell you is, is that this group is extremely battle tested uh, as we go into this tournament. And I think we're very excited about it. nothing has really come easy. We've, we've earned where we've gotten and uh, that makes it that much more, um, I think, enjoyable and rewarding for, for the players and, and for us to see the players success. And, uh, you know, we just, we just haven't talked about it. We've really just stayed with each and every day. And, you know, obviously this weekend coming in, this may have been the first weekend that we knew like, all right, well, we're a half game behind Davidson and we, we, we could use some help, but we just need them to have one hiccup. And if we can sweep the series and uh, I mean, Friday, you know, as they say, this game is made to break your heart. And it sure mm-hmm. did, uh, you know, being a strike away from wrapping that up. But, um, you know, Mason threw two of their starters and a key reliever and a closer, and it was a tough day to hit. And we battled and we were right there uh, a whisker away from from closing it out. And But again, there was no panic on that. And we came back and fortunately Richmond uh, upended Davidson again and, and I told the group before we went into Sunday, it's not very often that you get that same opportunity less than 24 hours. You know, most teams like that, you know, have to wait it, wait another year. And, um, you know, we were, we were granted that opportunity and I'm just so proud of the way we responded. And, and uh, you know, at the end of it, we, we got to take a picture and be the number one team in the Atlantic 10 going into the tournament and be regular season champions, which is a really cool thing. And I couldn't be, happier for all of the Hawks alums, you know, that have been waiting for this day. I mean, as you indicated, it's been 40 years since the program has won a regular season championship and 15 years of working for that. for me, it's, it's been a long time and it was very, uh, very, very surreal. And, uh, you know, I, I had to catch myself a couple of times. I was just so, so proud of the guys and so happy for all the alums that have, have been supportive through the years and, and even, you know, obviously for the university, it's another, another, you know, next week is obviously the big one, but you know, they, they say winning a regular season championship is often harder than winning a conference tournament because it's a lot of times you can get hot at the right time. So we've been steady throughout the year and um, I, I couldn't be more proud of our effort. Seven series victories out of eight. I would say that's pretty steady. A couple no of doubt. sweeps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been it's been great in the eleven and one record at home in conference. Uh, that's that's uh, you know quite impressive. Gatorade bath yesterday. You've had a couple of them. Uh, was that the was that the best one? 
I'll tell you what, I was complete. I didn't even think about it. I was so happy. You know, I was, I was giving the guys hugs and they were just, I said, let's go down the line and take some pictures. And the next thing you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was gasping for air. It, was so cold. <laughs> it felt great. And I well, it was, it was totally surprised. Should nice, have been, but it was. <laughs> a nice warm day in Virginia. Why not, yeah, right? <laughs> no doubt. No, it was great. So, and I, look, I want to, I, I do want to say too, uh, you know, that bath was for Wheels and Brownie and Lee and, and everybody that's part of this staff and the support staff. I mean, that was, we've, we've all been at it. And those guys, you know, they've worked extremely hard and, and I couldn't be more proud of all that they've done and, and our, you know, our strength team and just, you know, Mike Bebo and, 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 and Mikhail and, you know, it, it takes, takes uh, a lot of help to get there. So I just want to make sure they all know how grateful I am for everything they've done. I know there were a lot of phone calls and texts going back and forth between a lot of people back here in Philly. Uh, You talked about the team being battle tested. You have, I won't say it's unique, but uh, an interesting mix of, of young talent and veterans, you know, with with the extra COVID year, you you look at Nate Thomas, he's been a fixture at third base his entire career. Luke Zimmerman, who we just spoke to, has been in the program a long time. And then you look, you know, in the middle infield, you know, Max Hitman has been filling in, for a couple of guys this year, Ryan Weingartner is a freshman. Two of your three weekend starters are a freshman, and then your third one is in his first year on Hawk Hill. So, how? I guess the question is, how does that veteran presence, you know, kind of manifest itself in those tough moments? Maybe it's after a losing streak. Maybe it's where you've had a lead and now you've gone behind and, and you're coming down to your last at bat, like like the game against Rhode Island last week on Sunday to finish that series out, or when you have a tough loss and you have to bounce back the next day, how much of that veteran leadership shows itself and how much of the, how, how much do you think that has rubbed off on some of those less experienced players? Because at this point, everyone's got 40, 50 games in. There are no freshmen anymore, right? Right. Absolutely. No, I, I, I absolutely think, um, I think that this group's consistency and I will say this, I mean, I think every year you have your moments of um, where, where guys struggle. It's, it's a challenge sometimes to not, to, to not always be team first. I, I think that that is, is no matter what, that has to be a commitment from the group. And I think this group has separated itself uh, that way. And also, too, I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that go into it be, besides that, but I think they've done a really good job of just staying the course. There's a, there's a, a very quiet confidence in this group. They know that we can offense, uh, and the, and the starting pitching has been extremely solid. But all in all, I mean, when we get behind in the game, there's there's never a panic in the dugout. They know that we're going to score runs. It's just a matter of asking the pitching staff to make sure that they keep it in a position where we can, we can do what we need to do. And, and in large part, I mean, we've had some hiccups that way where games have gotten away from us, but I think that overall the pitching is really starting to come together. And, um, you know, that, that's been, that's been it. But I think, you know, I look, I, I, I'd be remiss without, you know, complimenting the job Luca Trijani has done, um, you know, and, and that was such an unfortunate injury uh, to him. And but he's done a really good job with Ryan Weingartner and, and Gardner. And, you know, those guys are competing for, you know, playing time. And 
And the same thing with Max. And, you know, there's only two positions out there. And, and I think the fact that those guys have stayed close together and, and they, they recognize that, that teamwork that needs to happen in the middle, um, you know, has been, has been a really good thing. And now that we've, you know, Luca's out of there and now Ryan flipped over uh, to short and, and Max has picked up in, at second and done a good job. Um, you know, he, he, he had done a good job, but it was just, you know, it was a matter of when and if that opportunity would happen. And when that happened, sometimes it's hard for those guys to see that, but it, it did, on you know, obviously unfortunate for Luca, but Max has stepped in nicely and those guys are doing a good job in the middle. And, you know, other than that, I think we've, you know, we've done, you know, pick was heard a little bit and Callie jumped over to right and says went to left and, um, you know, we've, we've, we've had some, some times through the year where the lineup has switched around because of that, but this group is just ready to go. And, and uh, whenever there's an opportunity, I mean, like the one weekend, uh, Nate was out. I think he missed uh, six games and Max was over a third and he did a great job defensively filling in. And that's, that's a big responsibility. And, Obviously, not having Nate's bat in the lineup, but it didn't didn't matter. They, other guys picked up the slack. So, you know, I think in in years past, it's been there's been a kind of a, a nucleus of maybe two to four guys that really drive the train. And this year, it could be any of the nine that are in the lineup. Doesn't matter. And and that's I think a big part of our success. The next question that was on my list was, what is it about this team that has set it apart from some of the other good teams that have been on Hawk Hill? And it seems like that's it. It's it's, it's maybe not chemistry because a lot of the teams have had good chemistry, but it's right. the fact that one through nine, anybody can hurt you. Any of those guys can hit a ball to the gap. Any of those guys yep. can hit the ball out of the ballpark. And And the defense this year on the whole has been pretty good. And that's always helpful, especially when you have a young pitching staff, right? No doubt. And yeah, I think our defense, I mean, we, we've had a few hiccups as of late, but, uh, I, I think overall throughout the course of the year, it's been huge because it's, it's allowed us to get off the field and spend our time offensing. And, and I know that, um, you know, we, we've got a really good offense and I, you know, I've heard it throughout the league. It's, it's people don't enjoy pitching to our lineup because it's not, there, there isn't a breather. Uh, you know, one through nine is, is, you know, next thing you know, you're, you're back up at the top at Callahan and, you know, Callie has been, I mean, an unbelievable player for us and to have him, you know, leading things off and setting the tone is, um, you know, it's, it's just, you don't, you don't realize how important that is until you don't have that. And we've had guys like that in the past and Callie's one of the best that we've had. Uh, doing that. I mean, he's such a well-rounded player and dynamic and, and uh, explosive that, you know, he's, he's done. And Colin, Conlon is, you know, he's a pest in the two-hole. And then Cesarini has been, I mean, my goodness gracious, he's he's been just tremendous. And and so it's really, it's it's a high pressure in a different way. Like we you know, playing against Mason this weekend, they, they played a lot of the short game and they put pressure with you, the, the base running. And we put a different type of pressure on people, and I think it, it certainly affects how how we're pitched to, and, and there's a lot less room for error. 
You, you mentioned Luca Trajani. He was batting in the nine hole with seven home runs. Yeah. A <laughs> 200, couple I, of two home run games in his career. Having a, I mean, just having a great year. I mean, so, I was so happy for him and it was such an unfortunate uh, mishap and, and, you know, but, you know, just, uh, you know, typical Luca. I mean, Luca's back here for graduation a week after, you know, his surgery. And, you know, he's, he, the only thing that's not happening is he's not on the field, but he's right. in the dugout. He's, you know, he's right there. And so his leadership continues, continues on. And it's, it's, uh, it's great that he's, he's able to, to still be with us that way. Well, the Atlantic 10 championship, the tournament format allows for one buy goes to the regular season champion. How big of an advantage is that to have that day off while everyone else plays their first game? I can't answer that question, Joe. I mean, we haven't done, we haven't, we've never True, been in this enough. position, but uh, I can tell you that it, it certainly uh, we're looking forward to that. It gives our pitchers an extra day. Um, you know, when we get through through that first game, I mean, winning that first game then gives you another day off. So I didn't really break it down until you know yesterday when I you know I thought we were playing Wednesday. Wednesday, Thursday, and then have a Friday off, but I was corrected. Um, and, and now that I know that, yeah, it's, I mean, it's huge. I mean, it's really set up well. I think, you know, the biggest challenge is, is, is hitting it and running right from the start. And I, I am absolutely certain we will do that because of all of the tests that we've had. And I, I think, you know, having been in the tournament at VCU last or two years ago, and I can tell you the guys, do not forget how that went. And um, I think for having not been in the tournament for a while and that having that was the first opportunity for our guys to experience the A-10 tournament, well, now this is the third one they've been in. And so they now know what to expect, how it works. They've been to VCU. They know that surface. You know, we weren't there this year, but we were there last year and the year before last. And so I think we're very prepared coming into this thing. And I don't think that, um, you know, it's not like we haven't been there and all of a sudden we had a great year and, and not know what to expect. So, um, you know, we feel really good about that, but we're just going to continue to do what we've been doing and, and play our game. And, you know, because our game has been good to this point. Obviously, it's been been the, the most solid uh, in the league, and now it's now it's time to put it to test in this tournament format. Well, I was going to ask what the Hawks have to do to stay on top, but you answered that question. So what I'll ask instead is, what do you have to do to make sure that you're able to keep on keeping on? Is there is there anything? Obviously, you don't want to change anything come tournament time, but is there anything that that you know now that the games one loss and you're suddenly on the brink. These are all teams for the most part that you guys have seen at least over the last couple of years. There are no secrets anymore. So what is the key to being able to keep that rolling for one more week? I think it's just continue to, to, to play our game, to be us and not try to be somebody we aren't um, and not try to do something different because now it's the tournament. It's, it's just another game. Um, and, and I think it, our guys know that very clearly. Um, and and that this experience that we've had over the last couple of years, I truly believe will help us um, help us with that. I mean, the biggest thing is is just helping our pitching out by by getting those wins because uh, it, you know it's it's clear that um, 
you know, when you get into that loser's bracket, it makes it so much harder because you've got to play more games. And people only – we all only have so many pit, so many arms. Um, and and so I think that that's, you know – but to be in this position, I mean, we take it one pitch at a time, but that's the way we've taken it all year. So I, I feel – I think we all feel really good about our preparation, where we are, and where we're going. Well, the Hawks will take the field on Wednesday, May 24th. 11 o'clock a.m. against either St. Louis or Richmond in the 2023 Atlantic 10 Baseball Championship, which runs through Saturday at the Diamond in Richmond. Again, Coach, congratulations on the regular season title, and best of luck trying to bring home another trophy this week. All right, Joe. Thanks a lot. Look forward to hopefully talking to you next week. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) Our thanks to St. Joseph's head baseball coach Fritz Hamburg for joining us, and thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Be sure to subscribe to the Kettle Club Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the TuneIn app. You can also find us at sguhawks.com slash podcasts.